Welcome to episode eight of the RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB edition. My name is Taylor Ringgold and my co-host Griffin Warner is here. Griff, we have a lot of baseball to talk about, the best bets up for Monday. We give our best bets for Friday's games at the end of the show. We talk our best series to look forward to. And of course, we do every episode. We talk about a giant slate of games for Friday. Griff, how are we doing? We're doing okay. Uh, a little disappointed that our uh, best bets were both rained out um, on right. Monday. And I think my pitching matchup didn't even happen because the White Sox and Guardians got rained out on Tuesday as well. Um, but, you know, it's not all bad because I get to still hang on to my one game lead as I am two and one of my best bets, all underdogs for the record. Uh, where Taylor, my esteemed co-host, is one and two. So uh, here's his chance to, to get us back on this episode. But that's right. Uh, as, hey, minor setback yeah. for a major comeback. That's all. That's all I want to say. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, you can keep it that way, uh, but don't call it a comeback because <laughs> uh, I'm planning to try to get as far ahead and then hold on for dear life uh, until we finish this episode pro- or this this podcast. Probably like five months from now. I don't even know. It's gonna be a while. Um, so hope you're not sick of us just yet. And uh, we'll, we'll be having the best bets coming at the end of the show. We're going to, like Taylor said, we're going to go through each and every game on the Friday card and then best bets at the end. So hang on. Don't fast forward. We got some other things to say in the meantime. And, you know, if, if we want to, I, I think I'll start with my series of the weekend. The one I'm most interested as we have a series showdown or we're still trying to work on or work workshop the name of it all. But um just to highlight in the, the top series of the weekend or ones we're most interested in. And I think the, the one that I'll, I'll choose is the, is the Toronto Blue Jays going to the Houston Astros. Um, not sure it's exactly the top of the rotations that we were looking for, uh, but the, the Jays being both of our picks to win the AL, or excuse me, your pick to win the AL East, your pick to, I believe, make the World Series. Is that right? Is that right? That's correct. Um, and I think... I mean, the Jays have, have been really all that we can ask for so far this season, I think. Um, hitting maybe is not as, as great as it, as it will be, but I think the, the weather and temperatures have, have been involved in that. Um, I, I think Jose Barrios has been really questionable to me, but somehow is surviving. Uh, and and looks like, looking at the probable matchups for this weekend, I guess I might as well mention the Astros too. Uh, Astros look pretty good. Um, they look like they are the team to beat in the AL West. Um, we'll see what happens if our, if the Mariners, who we both picked to win the division, can start kind of looking a little bit better at the plate because I think that's to be their biggest issue. Astros are going to go with Verlander on Friday, which we'll talk about at length uh, when we go over the card um, for Friday's games. But then it looks like Urquidy on Saturday and Luis Garcia on Sunday, whereas the Jays are – uh, on the other side, are going to have, uh, if I can scroll fast enough, uh, Stripling, who is never someone I know how to trust. But then Al You Pino, do not like that the, guy. You do I, not I like do Stripling. Not, I mean, I, I do like I like that he has some ability. It just never seems to be harnessed into four innings of a start. Um, right. And that's hard to do in this type of game when you're then relying on the bullpen for so much. But then Al Pino on Saturday, who I think is the, the gem of the – the Jays staff, maybe Kevin Gossman has something to say about that. And then Kikuchi on Sunday, who the Astros have seen plenty of uh, from his time in Seattle, which definitely worries me. I think this is a series that the the Jays, if they can go on the road and and win two out of three, I think that we're going to really have to take 
Toronto more for real than we have already. Um, what, what do you think about the series coming up? Uh, it's definitely interesting. If I'm correct, uh, Jose Altuve has hit the IL. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yes. So that's going to be very interesting, not having him in the lineup. You know, it, we're not seeing the Altuve from like three or four years ago where he's the, one of the best hitters in the game. But as you know, Griff, he is a force in the lineup still. I think it's going to be a great matchup. We're going to be seeing these teams battle it out during the regular season. And I bet you money, we might be seeing this, you know, we might be seeing these two teams again in the playoffs. And I mean, very, very possible they could match up. I think, yeah, I think we possible. both have them as we both have them as playoff teams. I think they're both. I don't. I gonna, don't. I have the Astros. Oh, you don't team. have the Astros. Okay. No, I do not. Okay. From I'm almost okay. positive I don't. You know, we, we throw okay. around all these predictions and stuff like that. So if someone, I if mean, we're not correct, man, just someone message us and we're, we made a mistake because we love to get a little comments here and there. But look, I, I love this pick. I think the, the rotation for the Jays is, would you say, a little underrated? Would you say? I think they have some really good arms. Um, I, as my boy Ross Stripling, uh, I don't think should be in there. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm very worried about Kikuchi and what he's going to look like for this whole season. I don't think that he's going to fool people enough with a uh, not the, the, he doesn't have the velocity as a left-hander that, uh, and doesn't have swing and miss. So that's he's really worries me. I, mean, he I can, do he think can touch a little bit, but I, I hope you're saying, I mean, he's been tricky in the past, but I feel like it's always been like those weird situations against like quieter lineups and getaway day or just bad teams. I don't know. My, I, I'm not a believer, but I do like the Jays when it goes to a playoff situation, if they can have a healthy Kevin yeah. Gosman, Alec right. Manoa and Jose Barrios, if he can figure it out, um, which I think he will at some point, but he's, yeah, he's off to so a tough too. start. You know what? It's um. I'll go to mine in one second, but for for the Blue Jays thing, and I, I think this is a good thing to mention for betters, for gamblers down the line during the season. Look, you got guys like Barrios, Garrett Cole, um, what's his name, Charlie Morton. There's a few aces out there that have struggled to start the year. I wouldn't, you know, worry too much if you see a guy like Morton on the mound or Cole on the mound on a game on a, on a, on a schedule you can still bet them i mean right griff i mean like i know where it's early on and we sometimes as fans and people that are attached to baseball we get a little too hung up on oh guys zero and two start the year he's the ace he's got a nine era do we worry do i not bet on him versus you know the texas rangers what do you think about that i think i think baseball is the mother of all regression sports where teams will come back okay. to earth um like, for example, the Rockies off to a really good start, who I don't think anybody had playing well or even coming near 500 baseball. The Oakland um, we'll A's are 8-6. Yeah, the yeah. A's, I mean, <laughs> helpful when you host the Orioles, but the Orioles pitching staff has been great as well so far to start the year. Um, it, it's a wild start. I think we're a couple weeks in, which is uh, plenty of time to uh, overreact to things. And I think, I think most of these teams will come back to where we were expecting them preseason. Right. But it is interesting, and we do have to take note, a certain performances, and I'm sure we'll get into that as we go through these podcasts over the next weeks and months because we're going to be here for a while. Six months of baseball. All right, I'll go to my pick for the weekend, and this is the first time we'll see these two teams face off. It's one of the bigger rivalries in the game as of late, the last few years. It is the Dodgers against the Padres in San Diego for a three-game set starting on Friday I am so amped up, but I'm also bummed out we're not going to see Fernando Tatis in this matchup here. We 
I've been spoiled the last few years watching Tatis during this rivalry game and just mashing home runs. But we have Machado. They got Hosmer, Cronenworth. I'm impressed. But I think the Dodgers are going to really take take control of this rivalry to start off the year. And they they could come out with a sweep. I understand Whoa. that Manaya is their guy at the end of the series, and they have Darvish in the middle in game two. But Kershaw just had a fantastic performance just the other day. You have Urias starting off this series right off the bunt, the, right off, right off the um, the game one of the series on Friday. You mentioned before our show in our pre-production meeting that Tyler Anderson is the is going to be most likely the starter for game two. He's also pitched very well. The bullpen has been, you know, good enough, and it's the offense has been just continuing to not. Surprised, but come up to expectations. But the one guy that struggled, I don't know if you noticed his stats, it's Mookie Betts. I mean, Griff, that guy can't buy a hit. And, but I still think the Dodgers are going to take hold of this series, win this series here in San Diego, which is not a, an easy park to play in for a road team. Well, well, uh, it's funny. I got a couple things to react to. First, okay. uh, I wonder if it's my lead in the best sets that's having you bring up a struggling Mookie Betts, um, not only because of bets in his name, but also because I picked him as my MVP candidate. That's not looking great right now. No, it's not. Uh, long <laughs> it's not season. Long season. Uh, Cody Bellinger's still making contact, so you know we got a long way to go. Um, other <laughs> fun fact though, is I'm glad I got one laugh. Hopefully some listeners as well. Um, my first COVID trip or like, I guess once I felt a little bit more comfortable with COVID, I went to this series last year. I went to all three games, uh, like oh, Monday, wow. Tuesday, Wednesday in San Diego. Um, I, I somehow made it in late each night, despite leaving earlier and earlier to try to get in this game and missed first inning home runs. And I think I missed three of them from the Padres in the first game against Glorious. Um, that was not great. Uh, but you know, it was an awesome series and believe it or not, they were putting sweep LA on the big screen as I was walking out my last night because the Padres were thought to be a good team at that point and had just swept Los Angeles Dodgers. It's amazing how much has changed since then. I know you haven't really liked the Padres and I, I think I've come to kind of come to your side of the boat. I'm not a believer in them. They've gotten some wins. They've got had a pretty easy schedule to start. I don't know that I see a road sweep, but Nick Martinez, uh, he's never been that impressive to me. Got a good, I guess, debut, but wasn't so good in his second start. You yeah. Darvish, I mean, pitching for the Dodgers, they definitely know him fairly well. And Chamaniya, who I, to me looks like probably the stopgap here. I, I think that the, the Padres likely get one of the first two games. But Shamanaya as a potential stopper uh, to avoid a, a sweep at sweep home is very really important. would be really scary because I think Manaya is a perfect type of pitcher for the the Dodgers to hit around because he doesn't really fool too much and, and he doesn't throw hard enough. I I want to say this last point here before we go into our Friday slate here. This is going to kind of be a hot take, I guess. If the Padres are keep staying afloat. What I mean by that is like competing against the Dodgers position-wise in the standings. By the time Tatis comes back, and we're talking about, I don't know, they're, they're six games out at least, five games out. Not a lot. When Tatis comes back, if they're that good, they could really make a push. You get a healthy Tatis when the Padres are sitting right, sitting pretty at number two in that division. 
I mean, shit, if they fought, if they're freaking first place for some weird reason and they get Tatis back, when are they getting him back? Like end of June? Is that what it was? July? Whatever it is. I mean, we're we're hoping. I'm just worried he's going to get some ridiculous football or soccer injury. Like he's you seen those highlights of him playing week. soccer? Like, what are we doing, dude? I mean, what are we doing here? Um, I don't know, man. But let's get into Friday's games. We got a lot to talk about. So why don't you just jump right in with our first one? Okay, I, I can lead us off into Friday. Uh, what I will say is, let's not forget the Padres. While they're right in the division race right now, through one or two weeks. Um, they finished way behind the Giants and the Dodgers last year, despite all the fanfare. And I just don't really believe in that franchise. But uh, right, as you said, let, let's get on to uh, the Friday card and our best bets, which will be coming up end of show. Thank you for sticking around so far. I think we give some gold with the uh, the series previews. Um, still looking for a name on that. So listeners, if you want to throw something at us, go ahead. Um and without further ado, I'll get it into the Friday card. We got an early one um, for anyone that's playing DFS or doing that sort of stuff. Make sure you get those lineups in early. Uh, I don't know if you really want to back Jose Quintana or Drew Smiley in a, a beautiful matchup of, of, of prom queens. Um, the Pirates visiting the Cubs. Cubs currently a minus 152 favorite, uh, which is going to require them to win a lot of the time for that to be profitable. Uh, I just don't see that Jose Quintana can really hang around in, in the big leagues for too much longer. Lefties galore here. Lefties yeah. galore. Um, if if Jose, if we were betting on Jose Quintana like five years ago, hey, I'll be betting heavily on Quintana. When he was a White Sox, that kid could chuck it. Right now, not so much. The fact that he has a job is pretty impressive to him. Thumbs up for that. But, um, God, this is such an ugly game. I'm going to go Drew Smiley in the Cubbies. Yeah, I mean Drew Smiley's well, not pretty, and I don't know is it white, is it white socks or white sock? I'm not, I'm not sure because the X kind of makes it so it's all I don't know the plural. We we who, if if someone I'm going to continue to say white socks for the rest of my life, ahead, like red socks, white right. socks. I'm going to say it forever. It's it's hard. It's really it's confusing. Um, next, I'll go with the St. Louis Cardinals. They're visiting the Cincinnati Reds and some in division action. We got Stephen Matz, who's uh. Your, your guy from uh, Long Island probably played together T-ball same, or something like same that. Same high school. He was, a, he was like Ooh, high school. four years old than me, five years old than me, but same high school. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I got Rocco Baldelli from my high school. So at least that's cool. relevant. The, yeah. That's not, from a small, sm- small state like Rhode Island, it's hard to get too many professional athletes, but we got that one, which is pretty good. Uh, anyway, Steven Matz from Taylor's high school, uh, but no, no fanfare here. He's, he's, a slight road favorite at Hunter Green, minus 123 current odds. Um, Hunter Green's throwing smoke. Uh, the Reds, though, are not very good. So no. um, what do we think? I mean, the, the Cardinals are, are uh, I mean, one of the teams that I think you like coming into this year, Love. and they've done nothing to really change that. They played really well in Milwaukee, I think, in the series that I highlighted for last weekend. Uh, I've done pretty well in Miami. You know, go ahead. This is one of these games, Griff, where – I'm going to say something ridiculous, and I know people are going to be pissed about it. I have, I, I'm going to bet on the Reds. They're 2 and 11. I'm betting yeah. on the Reds because Hunter Green has one of the two wins. He threw 39 fastballs over 100 miles an hour in his debut. That's got to be impressive. And I understand these are, these are, look, Aaron Niles off to an MVP start. Tyler O'Neill's been struggling since opening day. You know there there is there's a there's a little holes there in this St. Louis lineup so far. You know they're seven and three. They're a good record so far. I'm loving Hunter Green. 
you like I said before, Griff, my rookie of the year candidate is on to a hot start. One and one, four, three, five ERA is not great. 13 strikeouts, though. I'll take that in two starts. So I'm going to go I mean, with the, the he's, dogs. He's throwing gas. The dogs okay. at I mean, home, Cincinnati Reds. I don't, I don't love Steven Matz, the road favorite. I have a bad feeling that St. Louis is perfect to turn around a Hunter Green fastball. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I if I agree with you there. Next, we'll go to San Francisco at Washington, which looks like, unfortunately, we don't have a starter in place. I'm guessing it's Alex Wood, but with no line, it doesn't make sense to discuss because we do actionable things here, Taylor, at the uh, pregame.com dream preview. God damn right. Um, and, and I guess, thank you for reminding me, no total on that uh, Pittsburgh-Chicago game because they wait for the weather. Cincinnati looks like a, uh, over under nine, which is pretty – it almost feels a little bit higher for this type of baseball that we're in nowadays. Uh, I feel like Steven Matz could be on the launching pad. I, like I said, I think, I think the Cardinals can turn around that fastball. So I think if I had gun to my head, I'm probably leaning over nine on that one though. Who knows about the weather? I do think great American ballpark is, is great for, for home runs. So moving along to uh, we'll go Brewers visiting the Philadelphia Phillies, which is a pretty underrated matchup, I think for Friday night. Freddie Peralta, who hasn't had a really great start to the season, he's going to visit Ranger Suarez, who also hasn't had a great start but had a good bounce back in start number two. Currently, Suarez, Ranger Suarez is a minus one twenty one favorite. Uh, total is eight, and I'm liking the. I got to say, I like the Brewers here. Me too. Me too, oh, okay. Griff. Because Crazy. you know why? This is straight out of hatred because Suarez got me the L. Well, I don't think he got me ooh, the L. He just had ooh. a bad start. I think the Phillies won. No, no, bad game. start. You won. Yeah, yeah. That bad was your start. lone winner of the season. Yes, yes, yes lone correct. winner because the offense was clutch. <laughs> I think Didi had a clutch at bat. But Ranger Suarez, screw you, dude. I'm going with Peralta. He's have a bounce back start here. I, I want the, the Brew Crew to take a home with W. I mean, so this is the hard part because I think we both – we were both – I mean, the Brewers should win this division by a landslide. Uh, but that's a lot, I think, due to their competition – um, though the, the Cardinals look a little bit maybe peskier than, than I was thinking coming into the year, um, certainly easy or early and small sample size. I think I'm a little worried that Freddie Peralta, I mean, he's always had, he's been a little wild, I think, throughout his career, but the swing and miss stuff is there. That's important. I don't think that Ranger Suarez has that to the level that Peralta or even in his dreams will ever be at that level. Um, and I think as an underdog with a good bull, Brewers bullpen behind Milwaukee, I got some questions about Philly. I feel like they might have trouble hitting the ball out of the ballpark if they can't even hit uh, Peralta and he's striking a lot of guys out. So uh, definitely leaning that dog right along there with you. Moving next to the Marlins visiting the Bravos. We got Trevor Rogers visiting Kyle Wright. And Kyle Wright's boy. a minus 142 favorite. Uh, yeah, Vandy boy. Um, looks like over under at eight and a half. Uh, pretty pretty small park overall, but usually the hot days are more important. Trevor Rogers hasn't been very good to start the year, though. I know, and I like him too. And I know you like Wright, and I I like Kyle Wright when they Braves drafted him out of college. Uh, this is a weird one for me, and I see the the, the line is in the favorite of uh of the Bravos here, but yep, yep, at home, yep, yeah, at home. Has Kyle Wright been playing well so far this season? They're I mean, giving him a chance, been, right? They're giving him a chance. He's been stoic throughout his career. I think they've wanted him to be their fifth starter, and he can never take that job, which no, is a concern for sure. And, I mean, that's a ballpark where if things aren't going well, you can be three innings, five runs really quick and getting a hook, and then it's a, a long, long bullpen session or a relief mafia coming in, and that's never a good thing. I just 
I'm worried about Trevor Rogers. I feel like, I mean, sophomore slump type thing. I mean, he, he worked a lot of innings last year. They were pretty conservative with him down the stretch, but not off to a good start. And I just don't know that Miami can really come back and bail anybody out because they, they need to win games three, two. And I don't think you can do that in this situation here. I don't I want people also to know this. And we, we don't say it enough that we are looking at these lines, like kind of five minutes to showtime. So we're giving you our real live reaction towards what we're thinking here. And I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with Tyler Rogers here. I'm going to go with the, the Ooh, Miami Marlins. Now, a lot of dogs today, dude. A lot, a lot of, of dogs. dogs. I know. Woof. I mean, woof, woof. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Woof, dude. Um, sound effects, baby. Uh, next, we'll go Mets going to the desert. Uh, what I think is a rematch from very recently is uh, we got Peterson yeah. at Zach Gallen. Uh, Peterson as a minus 123 road favorite. That's saying something for, for that uh, repertoire of, of pitches, if, if you'll allow me to, to, to try my Francais. Um, I don't know. Zach Gallen still has elbow issues. I think he's not super healthy, but had a good debut or good start to the season. Um, I just don't, I mean, watching Arizona put up 11 runs yesterday, which was half their season total entering yesterday's game was incredible. Um, (laughs) I, I I don't know really what to do with this one because I I feel like the Mets are probably where I'd go if I had to play this one. Uh, I don't love Peterson as a road favorite though. I got to say, I'm going to take the road favorite here because now look, you just said they scored 11 runs. Okay. Do you know who has the highest batting average for this team? David Peralta batting a 233. There's only two nice. guys in this roster that have batting averages over 200. Him and Paven Smith batting 229. The rest of this line has batting under 200. It's not good, and I can't bet on a team that can't bet. They can't bat above their weight. Okay, so I'm gonna go with the the Metropolitans here, who are yeah, off to yeah, a I, fantastic start, by the way. I can't I can't blame you. Um, yeah, the, the Mets are delivering. Maybe uh, maybe they've gotten rid of their curse. I think we'll have to wait, make sure that that's the case. Um, and for everyone that really hates batting average as a stat, uh, you can at Taylor Ringgold on Twitter and talk to him as much as you want. You Next, we'll go right. to your 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 showdown series of the weekend. Uh, we got Dodgers at Padres. Julio Urias uh, at Nick Martinez. Currently, Urias a minus one sixty three favorite. That is a lot of wood you got to get through uh, if you're if you're back in Urias and the Dodgers. But I don't think that Nick Martinez has much of a shot here. I don't think so either. And we saw last year Urias really, really showed the world that he is. The Dodgers invested in this kid early on. They brought him up early on. There's like 19 years old. They said this kid was going to be the real deal. And last year he had 20 wins. So this is. This is his. This is. I would say. Who's 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 more of the ace for this? He was a Bueller. Or is it Urias? I I, I think Bueller's more oh. of the guy, but Urias can play be an ace on majority of teams in this league. I mean, that's that's what the Dodgers are. Is they they have so, so much, much talent that you, oh, you can't even pick who their ace is. I would say it's Bueller, but I also did tip him as my uh, NL Cy Young. And uh, just to, for the totals people out there, I want to make sure I don't forget. Um, clearly, as I am more of a dogs or sides player, hard for me to remember this, but uh, that Arizona total eight and a half and the uh, Padres currently is eight with a lot of juice to the over. Moving the AL, uh, we have no starter for Cleveland, uh, but I'm going to give you some some time to shine on the uh, the Yanks. I'm thinking that it's Cal Quantrill starting for Cleveland. That should be a pretty good setup for the Yankees, though. Last time you were you were complaining about uh, the Yankees not being able to hit. Do you still feel that way? 
Yeah, of course I do. I mean, we, we, the Yankees just played the Tigers. Okay. And um, I do have to say one thing during this road trip, the Yankees uh, bullpen has been spectacular letting up one or two runs a game. They are really shutting the door. It's the high powered offense that the Yankees have tried putting together the last few years cannot score more than one or two runs a game. This is like the Arizona Diamondbacks here. It's just it's just very bad. It's extremely inconsistent. It's something where Yankee fans are just if you go baseball Twitter in general hates the Yankees, but if you look up Yankee fans Twitter, I mean it is a bloodbath. So I'm trying to say here, but I would be a little afraid of this Indians lineup, Griff. If you're betting Guardians, on the Yankees. Guardians. Eh, Sorry, I Guardians. did it again. Fuck I'm gonna put my a dollar in the yeah, I think we're both on a dollar because I definitely did it last episode. You Keep know going. what? We're going to do it a lot. But the Guardians are a team I think you should pay attention to. Jose Ramirez. They've been playing is, well. Dude, you know Jose Ramirez has 20 RBIs right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, helps and getting grand Kwan. slams off of position players. But, okay, say la vie. I get it. I'm yeah. just going to say, um, guys, freaking. But, look, they have Stephen Kwan. The rest of this lineup is being oh, a little yeah. underrated. Yeah, Stephen Kwan, the uh, the bunt single extraordinaire, uh, guy doesn't Stevie hit the singles. ball in the air ever. Um, all right, give give us a quick thing on Tyone. What do you expect from him tomorrow? Um, I don't know. I mean, Tyone. <laughs> I mean, like this is the the, the, yeah. the confidence level, as you can see, is not there. So, yeah. uh, I'm yeah. still going to go with my Yankees here. I'm going to go with the Yankees. They need this win badly after a kind of a really embarrassing loss in this in this last game against the Tigers intentionally walking Cabrera and then a bloop single scores two and it was his ugly loss three nothing but um I think this is a series coming home this is important for the Yankees and I think the Yankees yeah I think home. this is a series win here for the Yanks probably could could be a sweep that will bring the the Guardians back down to earth uh no one that I almost chose as my my go-to series was the Red Sox visiting the Tampa Bay Rays in a big, big one in the AL East to start trying to get some traction on the season. Rays haven't been as good as I was expecting, considering I tipped them to win the AL East. I think you had the Red Sox as a playoff team. I did not. But currently, Michael Walker visiting Corey Kluber. We got Kluber a minus 133 favorite. So pretty much just home, home field advantage number there. And totals at eight and a half uh, with a lot of juice to the under. I'm thinking that there's not a lot of runs in this game. But then oh, again, I, Michael Walker starting. I think yeah, okay. <laughs> I think the complete opposite. I think I think taking eight and oh, eight and a half in the over with that. I think that's pretty solid. Walker, like you, said, <laughs> you were like laughing I mean, as you were reading his name. I mean, the guy just lets up bombs. That's what he does. And Kluber, it sucks because everyone. I think everybody is like loves Kluber. I think that's like a baseball thing. Like everybody loves Kluber. You can't hate him. He is uh, the veteran guy you want in that rotation. Threw no hitter last year. It's just injuries and him getting older. That's why he hasn't been as great. I kind of forgot that he even got signed by the Rays. I kind of like fell under the radar. Didn't that for you? Uh, for me, I when I saw opening the rosters, I was like, Corey Kluber is a Ray. I totally missed that. I mean, it makes sense. The uh, the project that you can try to resuscitate that arm or whatever, I guess, is, is the plan behind it. I, I think right. as I mean, as I'm saying, I, I feel like there are not going to be a lot of runs. I feel like he fits about the Michael formula, Walker. though. I think he fits the race formula, like the four-inning starter, you know, or like the three-inning starter. I think he fits that that mold well. He'll go he's been off innings. to a good start. He's going to have some trouble, uh, I think, with the Red Sox lineup. Michael Walker mm-hmm. 
is either really good or really bad, which is very scary if you're back in and under. Um, probably one of those that you skip. I just don't think that I, I see enough in Michael Walker that I want to back the Red Sox on the road. So they are a pretty good underdog and, and are kind of rarely priced at this type of number unless they're going to the Bronx. Uh, next on the list is is my highlighted series, the Jays, Russ Stripling, Ross Stripling, visiting Russ Ross, whichever one, doesn't matter, uh, <laughs> at Houston. And Verlander, who's a big favorite, minus 165, totals eight and a half. Um, I don't think that Stripling can really hold Justin Verlander's jock, I got to say. I think I think uh, Verlander is going to mow down a, a, a really impatient Jays lineup. Certainly could be wrong because there are a lot of, of scary bats in, in there, but Springer seems like he's banged up from getting hit by on the forearm. Uh, I don't know what's happened to Guerrero since he hit those three bombs uh, against the Yankees at in the Bronx. Sorry to bring that up. Um, I would love to look to back the Jays here. I just don't think Friday night is the spot. Look, Ross has got that nice ERA set at three evenly, which I think you kind of hate since you don't like him. But <laughs> you know what? I can tell you this. I'm going to take the Astros as well. Justin Verlander is my all-time favorite pitcher. Look at that ERA right now. He's 1-1, one one, 0.69 ERA, 15 Ks. Nice. I'm loving that. That's nice. Yes, nice. 69. Guys, kids, we are we are making jokes on the podcast while we're talking about ERAs. No one else does it better I mean, than us. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go no, Verlander. No what do you think about the uh, the, the totals here? It's at eight and a half over right now. Uh, I, I think that uh, Stripling, I'm not going to say his first name because I still don't know if it's Russell Ross. Uh, I think Stripling Ross. is uh, in great shape to really have the Astros visit that Crawford box in left field uh, on his curveball that doesn't really get over the plate. I think it'd probably be one of those situations, though, where I imagine the hook is pretty quick on the Jays starter. Um, but I, I think Verlander can be really good. Um, I think I'd probably lean over if anything, because I think he might have, he might have a little trouble keeping that 0.69 nice ERA intact. In um, but we'll see. I have a question. Last thing. What does yeah. Stripling do to you? Like, did, did you bet on him heavily at one time? And then he like lost a ton of money. Is that, was that what, is that what it is? I, I don't think so. I think he's been the guy that I've picked up on fantasy teams for years and years and Too years times. and just always tricked always trick that like I'm getting him at the right time and he'll go up and, and get one out and give up six runs. And then it just has happened. I'm, I mean, call me a scorned lover or whatever the term is. I'm not a poet, so I'm not exactly sure what, whatever. Hey, you know what? I know you to. are. You, you can correct me. Yeah. Anyway, so move on. I'll, yes. I'll leave the stripling love affair behind me. Uh, hopefully forever. Um, <laughs> moving to the white Sox visiting the twins. You got Michael Kopech at I think Bailey Ober struggling with first names at this point. Uh, over currently a minus 108 favorite at home over under eight and uh, Kopech is, is a big arm, but I'm not sure that, that uh, he's been as delivered or as expected. And then the White Sox, same, same thing. They've been playing well, uh, just got destroyed by the guardians. I'm taking in the White Sox here and I will uh, save my details for a later date. Oh, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. okay. I do. I'm going to go with you Bailey. The White Sox here. Yeah, I'm going to go with the White Sox. Okay. I, I think Bailey Overs are right. Um, I don't really know that I agree with this type of number uh, with the Twins being favored to the White Sox. But unfortunately, White Sox have not been great so far. Maybe this is the time for them to get that train rolling. Next, we'll go uh, Orioles at the Angels. Bruce Zimmerman at Reed Detmers. Reed Detmers with huge, huge expectations. Struck out everybody in the minors. Has not been able to throw strikes in the bigs. I don't know that I trust him to do it here. 
though if there's ever a soft landing thought, it is the Baltimore Orioles who are pitching well, but not really doing much well uh, hitting. And it looks like Detmer's a minus 180 favorite. Total is eight and a half. I lean under and I lean Orioles, actually. Yeah, Bruce Zimmerman right now has 10 Ks, hasn't let up a run yet. Um, oh, God. Battle of the lefties. See, you see that? Yeah, right from Dittmer's north of nine, almost at nine. So not nice. Not nice. Definitely not. Definitely not nice. Um, this minus 180, it's like almost like too stupid not to bet the Angels here, you know? Oh, oh it's a huge, huge number. Um, I know, I know it is. It's tough. I, I gotta say, this was close to being a best bet for me on the Orioles. Really? I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like that is a, I mean, run line. If they lose by one, by only a, a single run, I feel like that could happen here. Um, and I don't hey, really man, believe in Detmers whatsoever. That might be what I, mm, we'll see. Uh, we've got a couple more games to go through until we get it. the best bet. We'll next one here. Uh, we'll go Kansas City at Seattle. Brad Keller with that nasty slider. If it's on, he's awesome. If it's not, he's not. Uh, he's visiting Chris Flexen, who came off a really big year that everyone was expecting him to come back and uh, revert to the mean. Hasn't had a great start to the year. Currently, Flexen a minus 128 favorite. Looks like over under 7.5 or very juiced 8 uh, based on a, a big park that plays huge. It has two sinker ballers. Uh, Flexen going to pitch to a lot of contact, though. Uh, I think I lean Keller here. Flexen is going to be flexing on the Royals. Oh. I'm going to see myself. I'm going to see myself out. Um, yeah, okay. yeah that's a dad. Yeah, boom. That's the dad joke of the week. Um, yeah, I got Chris Flexen here. The, this is a time for the, the Mariners' offense with guys like Julio Rodriguez needs to have a day at the plate. I think he's got five hits and like thirty something at bats. Jared Kalenic has been struggling. You have a, a, a lot of talent in this lineup that needs to start hitting. And maybe versus Brad Keller could be the guy. And I got the Chris Flex and I mean, Flexing Mariners. Brad, yeah, you get some flex appeal in there. Uh, Brad Keller certainly, um, when he's not good, he's really bad, and that makes it hard to bet them. But uh, so he's good. He's when, good. When his, he's bad. He's bad. Got it. When the ball is moving, um, that's tough. Uh, you know, Julio Rodriguez, J Rod, as they're calling him affectionately now, um, he has struck out looking on some of the worst calls so far this year you can it's check the it most, out it's, it's it's dude did you see that video on twitter of how many times he struck out looking it's the most in the league but they're they're so bad he's gonna I mean he's got a good approach too i i basically bet them the whole twin series to to start the year and was laughing at at some of the calls that were going against him and right. if i were him i would have gotten ejected i'm glad that he didn't but i also would probably get ejected more than anybody in any sport ever because i just wouldn't be able you? to handle it um no 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 anger here um uh, just i feel like uh umpires are there and when they can't do their jobs uh, i wouldn't really wouldn't sit very well with me um but i'll i'll move on to the next we'll go Texas at Oakland in a, a game I'm sure you're staying up for. Glenn Otto uh, visiting Oler. Uh, don't know the A. I think it's Adam, but who knows? Um, I think it's Glenn think Otto. Right. Glenn Otto, yes. a road favorite at Oakland. I mean, I don't know who who thinks the Rangers are this good. Minus 123 on the road. Over under two and nine. Is, I mean, who wants to bet this game? I guess is another thing, but yeah, I'm kind of sick right now. I got to say, I do really like the A's at home. What, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Griff, please, please 
when we're done here, I know you said this for the people. I know we're talking to the people here, but I need you to take it easy, settle down, look at these lines again before you bet on Friday night and just say to yourself, do not stay up and watch this garbage of a matchup here. This is just a, it's a garbage, like this, these pitchers, I don't know who they are. Look, I understand this, the, this, these rosters aren't set. Look, the A's are eight and six. Holy shit. Everyone should respect the A's. They sell out with 3,000 seats. Oh, no, do not even touch this game. I'm not, we're not gonna, I'm not even gonna give the, the light of day for this spot. This, this, the well, minus the one part, favorites here, te- the Texas Rangers. Sad part for me is unfortunately living uh, right next to the bar, ballpark in Arlington, about 25 minutes away. I will be blacked <laughs> out from this one on MLB TV, so I will not be able to watch. There you next, go. And there it is. Last but not least, yeah, clap it up because I can't watch the game. I'm probably going to bet on. Um, yeah, the Rockies then visit the Tigers. We already mentioned the Rockies as being one of those teams that have got off to a great start, and they haven't done it against like no competition either. I mean, winning a series against the Dodgers is pretty impressive. We got Antonio Senzatella visiting Tarek Skubal. Currently, Skubal a minus one twenty nine favorite over under eight. Um, Skubal is one of those long guys in the long line of Detroit Tiger prospect pitchers that are supposed to be awesome. We'll see. What do you got? I'm taking the Detroit Tigers. I love okay. Skubal. I love how the kid pitches. These Rockies are fake. They are fake. Eight and four fake. I don't get it. I don't like it. Senzatella. Really, I, I watched this guy on kind of stupidly. I've watched Sensatella too many times last year. Ping, 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 ping. Guy gets hit around a lot. Tigers all day. He, he is a low strikeout guy, which is really scary at Coors Field. But luckily, he gets to go to a different place uh, for this one. Uh, and now you, the, the moment that everyone's been waiting for, and you seemed really confident earlier in the episode. So I'm going to toss over best bets to you. Uh, no, 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 no. I want you to go. I want, I want you to go i want last time first i want you to go because i want to hear because look you gave me you teased me just before is it gonna be the baltimore angels series it's another series (laughs) i am and me and all these listeners here are waiting for the griff man to give us our pick here i'm glad you're on the edge of your seats i'm gonna try to to keep stay profitable on this podcast i mean it should be anyway because i've been playing all dogs currently sitting two and one I'm going to go with Freddie Peralta at the Philadelphia Phillies. I got to say, as a plus 111 underdog right now, um, I believe in the Milwaukee bullpen. I do not really believe in the Phillies. Uh, I think that Freddie Peralta will get back to finding his control. We'll get a good swing and miss going, and that's going to be really hard for the, the Phillies. Whereas Ranger Suarez, I feel like, Last year is starting to feel a little bit fluky to me. Um, that 1.36 ERA is hard for me to forget, considering I'm quoting it right now without the numbers pulled up in front of me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Brewers as a dog because I think that they're gonna finally show what what they're worth or what they're made of. How about you, Griff? I really like that bet a lot. I, we both said it before, but you're being that your best bet. I really like that a lot. I'm gonna end my best bet here for the week and ending it off before we close out with a team that I mentioned before, and I'll tell you why. White Sox over Twins. I like Michael Kopech. Kopech this year, nine innings, two starts, 0-0, eight strikeouts, got a one ERA. Pitch count has been low, which I know the White Sox are trying to keep him low. 69 pitches first game, nice. And nice. the Rays versus the Rays in his second game, 75 pitches. And something to keep note here, he does have a little experience against the Twinkies. 1-0, five games, seven, earn, seven innings, excuse me, one earned run, eight strikeouts, and the Twins are in last place. So there are a lot of variables here. I like Kopech. He's going to throw a lot of fastballs. He's 
He's got a nice breaking ball, too. And I think this is a time for the White Sox to get over the hump after this kind of wacky series, um, their last series. So that is our episode here. Griff, tell us what your Twitter handle is. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can at me at the real underscore G Warner. Find me there. Throw anything you got at me. I'm I'm ready for it. Any and all comers, whether you like nice jokes, whether you like at batting average quotes, whatever you want, come at me. How about you, Taylor? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Taylor Ringold, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D. Let's see. If Griff and I can come out with a W with these best bets right now, Griff is in the lead. I need a W in the worst way. We will see you kids next week. Good luck this weekend betting on games. Have fun watching games, and we will see you next week. Peace.